Hey, fellow mathers, do you have limited classroom time? Do you want to make the biggest, best impact on your students that you can? Then you need to start here with the Math is Figureoutable Challenge. It's three one-hour sessions of the quickest and most powerful ways to reach the most students with the most math. We're having special guest Jenna Labe. Mark your calendars for May 15th through 17th at 7 p.m. Central and watch this space to find out when registration opens. If you can't make those times, you'll want to register anyway so you can get access to the session recordings. And now, on to the episode. Hey, fellow mathematicians, welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam Harris. And I'm Kim Montague. And we're here to suggest that mathematizing is not about mimicking or rote memorizing, but it's about thinking, reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. That mathematics class can be less like it has been for so many of us, and more like mathematicians working together to learn more new mathematics. We answer the question, if not algorithms, then what? So Pam, you know this about me, but I'm going to say that outside of math, Mm -hmm. I've always been intrigued by sociology, right? I've always been really interested in, I've taken a couple of different um, personality profile tests. Mm -hmm. And a while back, I took this personal personality profile called Enneagram. The Enneagram. Yeah. And so maybe some of you have heard of it. It's one of those um, quiz where you take a bunch of questions and you answer like how you would respond just kind of on a dime. And it's maybe about what your preference would be. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't really know a ton about like the background, but the general idea is that the more you know about yourself and the people that you're in different relationships with, the better able you are to live in harmony and work in, work out some situations. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I took the Enneagram test yep. and I politely asked, politely, uh, maybe uh-huh. forced my husband to take it as well. <laughs> Um, and interestingly, just listeners, my husband and I, no matter what kind of test we take, we are exact opposites, 100% opposite. And we find it interesting that we are so unalike. And frankly, the Enneagram has been really cool for me because I've been able to read a lot about what makes him tick. It's been super helpful. Well, Pam and I have worked together for <laughs> 20 years. And so once I took this thing, of course, I pestered her to take it as well. And you pestered at me for a while, but I went ahead finally. I went <laughs> ahead it, finally and I, and I took it. Um, and so I, I did. And I've looked at my numbers uh-huh. and you were not surprised at yep. all. Uh, but I was a little interested to see that you and I have the same top three. So yep. uh, a little bit about the Enneagram. There's, and I'm not going to do this justice at all because I've just started reading about it a little bit. But there's nine sort of personality types mm-hmm. and they're numbered. Mm-hmm. And um, at least the one that you and I took, uh, they, the, they sort of cluster them in the top three or they give you your top three responses. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have like your top, but then the top three numbers that are kind of you. And then they also tell you the bottom three numbers that kind of aren't you. And then mm-hmm. there's all this correlation about all the things and whatever. But, but I thought it was interesting that Kim, you and I have the same top three. Mm-hmm. I'm an eight, one, three. Mm-hmm. And I'm a one and then eight, three. And if you know anything about Enneagram or you've been <laughs> following Pam for a while, that may not surprise you at all. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, an eight is the challenger. Mm-hmm. 
Number one is a reformer, perfectionist, and three is an achiever. Yeah. And so when I was trying to share a little bit about these types with Pam, I bumped into a quote that represents type eight, which is what her (laughs) top is. And I read it to her and it says, lead me, guide me, or get out of my way. (laughs) We chuckled a little bit about that. And when you said that, I was like, is that me? And then I took the test and then I read the things. I was like, yeah, that's kind of me. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. So Kim, I saw another one. Uh, that said, go big or go home. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's also kind of me. Yeah, that's pretty much. All right. So my top three are all pretty close together and you're more dominantly a one, right? Yes. Yeah. In my top three, I'm definitely more one than the other two. Mine are all kind of about the same. So Mm -hmm. I'm sort of more evenly those three. Um, oh, Oh, and here's what I'm not. I'm not an individualist, a peacemaker, an enthusiast. I'm not really sure what those names mean. I'm going to have to read uh, more about those to even understand kind of what I'm not a little bit. So I'm just just starting my journey into yeah. kind of understanding Enneagram stuff. Well, interestingly, our bottom three are, are two of the three are the same. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not naturally an investigator, a peacemaker, or an enthusiast. I have to work really hard for those. And here's a classic type one move that I did, and I... Okay. Um, after I took it took the, the, test. the first uh-huh. time, uh-huh, took the Enneagram, I went to another site and took a different version of the Enneagram and I was <laughs> still a one. That's a classic one move. That still, that still showed the same results. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah. because the, there's lots of emphasis on following the rules, doing things correctly. Ah. Right. So, and that's, that's what I, I like. So this is fun and all, but this is a podcast about teaching and oh yeah, math, right, right. right. So back so to let's teaching talk and math. About what what ha- what Enneagram may have to do with that? Yeah. So uh, we started off today because we want to emphasize two things that are important to us. So we start off the Enneagram because that's actually not sort of part of what's important to us about math and math teaching. Less about personality and more about these two important things. Number one, teaching real mathematics and mentoring math, mentoring your students to be mathematicians is not about personality. It's more about what you believe about the nature of math and the ability of students to learn and really own mathematics. Yeah. So that's number one. And number two, how you can leverage your personality and your beliefs to get support for you in teaching real math. Yeah. So let's start with the fact that it's less about personality style and more about a common set of beliefs about mathematics and students. Yeah. People always comment, right? That when we present together, you and I are similar. We speak (laughs) very quickly. We're decisive. We're energetic. Okay. Read that loud. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. And we've butted heads a few times, right? Because we are, we do sort of have similar personality. Enneagram just proved that a little bit that we have sort of a similar personality type. And that has actually put us in situations where we do butt heads with each other a little bit. Strong personalities do sometimes, right? And and we regularly say that when you want to teach the way that you, uh, change the way that you teach math, it does not mean that you have to mimic styles that we have or personalities that we have to make that happen. Yeah. In fact, you might find it interesting that on my team, we don't really have any other Kims. <laughs> we don't need more Kims. 
definitely don't need more gifts. Because we definitely challenge each other. It's part of what yeah. makes us both so good. We beat things out until we're both satisfied. Ooh, then it's so much better than just one of us. Yeah. But on the team, it consists of others with different strengths, different personality types. Yeah. We kind of have to, Kim and I have to be a little careful not to talk over Sue um, Mm -hmm. because Sue will kind of, you know, like wait until we take a breath to kind of give us her, her ideas and suggestions. But what everybody on the team, what everybody on the team has in common is our beliefs in students and in mathematizing. In fact, I won't forget the look I saw in Holly's eyes when I first did real math with her and she looked at me and was like this, like there's this look in her eyes. She's like lit up and big eyes. And it was just like so exciting. She's like, this is what I've been looking for. And I smiled and I watched her join my team. Yeah. Like it was just that, I, that, that, that kind of, it was so exciting. Um, but, but definitely, um, Holly, you'll have to tell us someday on the Enneagram what, where you are, but we're going to be really clear. Not, she's not, Kim and, Kim and I are, are the only um, kinds of, how do I even say that? I bet, I bet. 813s on our team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, and I have a similar experience. I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but my favorite teaching partner ever was nothing like me. We were total opposites personality mm-hmm. wise, but at our core, we wanted the same things for kids when we showed up every day. Um, mm-hmm. there, there was another person on one of my teams one year who was very similar to me personality wise. And we got along great, um, outside of work, but we didn't see eye to eye about teaching and that made us not so great coworkers. That's interesting, right? Yeah. When we wrote Bridges in Mathematics, uh, we worked with Hannah and Alan and Martha, smart, careful, artistic, thoughtful, I thought you were going to laugh a little bit when I said artistic there, Kim. Because <laughs> I'm not at all. Because neither you or I are, right? So, so uh, all of these guys were smart, careful, yeah. artistic, thoughtful, uh, patient, <laughs> helpful. <laughs> and, and they made us so much better. Yeah, absolutely. So to your first point, being mm-hmm. a really good teacher of real mathematics is all about your belief in students. And your understanding that mathematics is figure outable much more than it is about personality. Absolutely. All right. So the second point we want to make today is that to get support for you, for you to get support in teaching real mathematics, look to those who share your beliefs about students and about mathematics and don't let personalities get in the way. Yeah. Instead, look to capitalize on what you have in common. Right. We all have a responsibility to consider how we interact with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I know that I have this strong personality and these super strong perfectionist tendencies. <laughs> uh-huh. And I do have to consider that my way or my style or delivery method isn't necessarily the same for others, but the ideas and the mathematics should be. Right. Right. It's so important. And the ideas and the math have to be, we have to be together on those. Yeah. If, part of what I want to do is convince people about real math, then I have to consider maybe more than I naturally do um, how I'm coming across or how I'm receiving their ideas. Yeah. And so we work really hard at listening to people about at asking how they're thinking, Mm -hmm. really hearing them and trying to speak to their experience. We probably fail too often, but we believe so passionately in opening the mathematics doors to everyone that we keep trying. So what do we have in common as teachers? 
belief in the students as people with hopes, dreams, capability, futures. Y'all, as you look forwards towards building your own personal professional learning community, we want to suggest to you that you ask yourself, where can you get support? Where can you get the most synergy and support in building your ideal classroom? Find those people, not not the people that have the same personality as you do, but those who want to help you and they also want to grow as mathematicians. They're interested in building students' identities as mathematicians, as sense makers, as reasoners who can mathematize their world. We want to position all students as integral parts of a thriving community of learners. We're so glad that you've joined us here in this community of learners. So glad. So everybody... Two big things to take away. It's not about your personality. It really is much more about finding support for you to grow as a mathematician and as a mathematics teacher. Hey, don't forget to send us your questions for our 50th episode where 50. we tackle Woo. what you have on your mind. You can send those to Kim at mathisfigureoutable.com. Yeah, we're kind of excited about that question and answer that's coming up. So send us your questions. We'll tally them. Whoever uh, asks to say, we'll put them all together. And then most asked questions will uh, get an answer on our 50th episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. Remember to join us on Math Strat Chat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on Wednesday evenings where we explore problems with the world. If you like the podcast, would you rate it and give us a review? We would really appreciate that. So if you're interested to learn more mathematics and you want to help yourself and students develop as mathematicians, then don't miss the Math is Figure Outable podcast because math is figure outable. Thank you for listening and making math more figure outable. Remember, we're going to be opening registration for the Math is Figure Outable challenge soon. Mark your calendar from May 15th through 17th. You are not going to want to miss these free PD evenings where you'll learn four routines you need in your classroom that are naturally engaging and encourage students to think mathematically. And remember, if you can't make those times, registering gets you access to the recordings. Keep making math figure outable.